0: Early on in the first days and weeks following Jesus' death and resurrection, the faithful waited eagerly, believing Jesus' return was imminent. Any second now, any day now, he will return. Yet weeks became months, and months became years, and years became two millennia. And still we wait. In stretching across 2,000 years, is the question what are the faithful to do as they wait for Jesus to return? Waiting is difficult, whether it's waiting in line at Target, or waiting for a phone call, or waiting for a friend who is habitually late to show up for dinner. Or waiting for the driver in front of you to finally make that left-handed turn that they could have made 20 minutes ago. (laughs) Or waiting for a family member to return home to you safely. Or waiting for your life to begin. Waiting is difficult. And we all know what it is to wait. We all know how hard, really, really hard waiting can be. Earlier this year, when I realized Simeon was sick, the hardest part at first was waiting for his test results. And then it was waiting... (sighs) Then it was waiting for... his treatment plan to make him well. And then finally it was waiting on the last day of his life, for God to bring him peace. Waiting is difficult. Waiting is really, really hard. And the stress of living in the in-between, the unknown, the uncontrollable, causes many of us to feel anxious, and even at times alone in the world, doubting everything we know to be true, even ourselves. Waiting is difficult. In the final week of his life, between his triumphant entry into Jerusalem and his trial and crucifixion, Jesus experienced firsthand the difficulty of waiting, the in-between time. The story Jesus shares from Matthew's Gospel today would have been shared on the Tuesday or Wednesday of Holy Week. So a day or two before his final meal with his disciples. Just a day or two before he would be betrayed and handed over to those who will kill him. And he knew it. He waited for it. And in his waiting, knowing the difficulty of the in-between time himself, the anxiety, the loneliness, the doubt, he prepared his disciples For their eventual waiting, the waiting for his return, and how they were to live their life in the in between time. Before us is a story of 10 virgin bridesmaids awaiting a bridegroom. I acknowledge this story is strange, and I acknowledge that it's a little archaic for our modern senses. Yet, it is historically accurate. In Jesus' time, it was custom for wedding guests to gather at the bride's home. And it was custom that they would await the groom's arrival. And when the groom's approach was announced, the guest and the bridal party would all go out with lit lamps or torches to light the groom's way. And then upon the groom's arrival they would all journey to the groom's home where the actual ceremony was held. So, archaic, strange, yet historically accurate. So, ten virgins before us. Jesus tells us that five of the bridesmaids are wise and five are foolish. In the Greek, five are prudent and five are morons. (laughs) Morons <laughs> The five wise bridesmaids bring extra oil for their lambs. The five foolish bridesmaids do not bring extra oil for their lambs. And for whatever reason, the bridegroom is late. And the bridesmaids, well, they fall asleep with their lamps burning. Eventually, they are awoken to the announcement that the bridegroom is approaching, and the bridesmaids prepare their lamps to greet him. They trim their wicks, and they refill their their lamps with oil. The five foolish bridesmaids, they realize they don't have enough oil to light the bridegroom's way. Again, his arrival is much later than they anticipated. So they ask the wise bridesmaids to share their extra oil. Yet their request is denied. There's not enough oil to share. So the foolish bridesmaids leave, searching for a 24 hour convenience store that sells oil for lambs. While they're gone, the bridegroom arrives. And the wedding party departs, arriving at the bridegroom's home, where the doors are shut. Jesus, eventually, the five foolish bridesmaids, arrive at the home of the bridegroom, knocking on the door, exclaiming, Lord, Lord, open to us. Yet the request is denied. The door remains shut. Jesus concludes the story with the statement, Keep watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Hmm. So, what's the lesson? What's the lesson for the disciples? What's the lesson for us as we wait? It would seem the lesson is to be prepared, be prepared, which, by the way, as a fun fact, is the motto of the Boy Scouts, be prepared. (laughs) How are we to prepare, though? How do you prepare for something that is so overdue? How do you prepare for something we're not even sure will come in our lifetimes, how do you actively prepare when you're not even sure what you should be preparing for? Two thousand years—it's a long time. It's a lot of waiting. Initially, all the bridesmaids are indistinguishable. They each dress for the wedding. They carry lamps. They all say Lord, Lord, and they all fall asleep. There's nothing special about the ten. At first, what distinguishes the foolish from the wise is readiness for the bridegroom. Even in the face of delay, the wise are prepared to wait. And when their faith for the bridegroom is tested, they have the resources, the faith, available to sustain them. The wise bridesmaids did not take time granted. And so the faith of the wise remains enough. The faith of the wise remains strong. The faith of the wise allows them to live expectantly and hopefully, even as they wait. Even over 2,000 years. The foolish bridesmaids, although they seem to have faith, No one denies that they're not faithful, they're not a believer, yet their faith is passive. They seem to have fallen into the trap, the illusion of endless opportunity in that they have all the time in the world to prepare. I'll get to that tomorrow. And yet, they may be able to proclaim, Lord, Lord, yet their faith is complacent and they have put off the necessary work of cultivating a strong faith. How much oil do you have on hand? Just enough? Think about it. Waiting is difficult. Be prepared to wait. Don't take time for granted. The oil in today's parable can be understood as faith which is why the wise bridesmaids cannot share with the foolish bridesmaids. Being prepared for Christ, living expectantly and hopefully, is an individual matter. No one can give you faith. No one can give you 10%. You have to work for it. You have to prepare for it. You have to be active in your discipleship, your good works, your prayer life cultivating habits that reflect that you belong to Christ. Even in the midst of waiting, even in the midst of the unknown, because when the time comes, and no one knows when the time will come, it will not be enough to say, Lord, Lord, I believe. We are known by our works. Our works of mercy and our works of piety. One of my favorite quotes is by Leonardo da Vinci. And it goes something like this. I had long since come, come to my attention that people of accomplishment rarely sit back and let things happen to them. Rather, they go out and happen to things. And so it is to be in our life faith. We go out and happen to things. As Jesus said at the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount, go forth and let your light shine. Bear witness. I'm paraphrasing, but that was the gist of it. Shine, shine, happen to things. Each of us at some point in our lives will play the foolish Bridesmaid, every one of you. In fact, we'll probably have encore performances. I have, you have, we all have. And Jesus knew we would, which is why I believe we have the church, which is why I believe it was so important for him to cultivate community, to point us towards one another. Although we cannot give our faith away, we can certainly share the experience of faith with one another. And so, in the midst of waiting, we have one another as a means of grace, a means of support in the midst of pain and loss, as a means of hope when hope is scarce, a means of courage when we, feel, when we fear and know despair, a means of comfort when we feel alone. Together, we wait. Together, we live. Together, we illuminate the darkness. Together, we keep hope alive. Together, we love. Waiting is difficult, but we don't do it alone. But simultaneously, we cannot be complacent. We happen two things. Amen.